Welcome to CrewCast, the crew network podcast that features top thought leaders in commercial real estate, shares important industry insight, and inspires change. Welcome to our CrewCast Leadership Series, which profiles commercial real estate professionals at all stages of their careers across diverse disciplines and roles in the industry. Today, I am delighted to be speaking with Penny Mann. Yes, that's right. Penny Mann and Wendy Mann here today on CrewCast. <laughs> Penny is a Senior Portfolio Manager with Microsoft India. Welcome, Penny. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. It's such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you for being here today. And uh, we're delighted to um, hear from one of our members, our at-large members uh, across the ocean and across continents. Um, But we're going to talk about commercial real estate, which is really leadership in commercial real estate and women in commercial real estate all kind of tied together. And I always like to start, Penny, at the beginning. I I like to hear the story about how you started in your career. So tell us a little bit about why you chose commercial real estate as your profession and really how did you get in the business? Because this isn't one of those things like kids say, I'm, I'm going to be a doctor or a fireman. Nobody grows up saying I'm going to be in commercial real estate most of the time. So tell us about your journey. Well, let me start. Why did I start or where did I start? I started with the hospitality industry and it fascinated me. Uh, firstly, architecture, interiors, people, They always were like part of me and I loved, I was very curious, I was inquisitive. I loved seeing how these places run and how they managed from the culinary experts that they had, you know, from the restaurants to the room services, uh, to the florist, which was my favorite place. I used to keep running there and getting caught always. And, uh, you know, just experiencing that, And maybe that was, even today, I say it, that was the best learning platform anyone could have had. I really learned, I soaked in the processes, the procedures, the art of being really detailed in every aspect of delivery to a customer. And I do want to call out one of the GMs in my uh, hotel said, customer is God. And I so believe it even today, because I think once you have that statement with you, it just makes you, uh, do you know, excel and perform so much at a higher level rather than, do you know, just take it as a day job. So that's where I started, Wendy. And did you, were you working in real estate at that point or were you just learning the entire hospitality business? No, I was in the hospitality business, really learning. And to answer that, how did I get into real estate? Well, it was a a renowned businessman who hosted an event at the hotel. And I happened to be the event coordinator that day. And we had some Italian um, visitors. They just loved how we delivered the service and how we sort of really uh, looked after them from entry to the exit point with a meal thrown in and a conference thrown in. I think that really impressed the, uh, the business leader and he invited me to build his um, first corporate office in India. Well, it was an offer, it was an offer which I 
sort of denied in the beginning because I had never understood what a corporate was. And I was so happy in my hospitality industry. And then I was advised by my GM that it is an offer which one in a million get. Please go for it. And I had a wonderful manager. He coached me through. I think a mentor and a manager coaching through your journey is very important. And I have been very, very fortunate to have the best managers all along my career. That's where I entered corporate real estate, Wendy. Wow, Penny, you know, a couple of things that strike me in that is just first, the importance of those instrumental people in your life who say uh, you were comfortable where you were, you did a great job where you were, but this person said to you, listen, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you've got to go for it. And they had faith in you. And perhaps you may not have, it's not that you didn't have faith in yourself, but you were, you were good where you were. And, and so it's interesting to me because we talk about that a lot in crew that having a sponsor or a mentor to encourage you or tap you on the shoulder and say, you've got this, you can do this is a really important. And it sounds like that was your experience as well. Yes, Wendy, I think it's very important because I mean, you have so much experience behind you. And today I can also say I have tons of experience behind me. At every stage, if we are not encouraging, not pushing people to, you know, go beyond the boundaries, there is always a hesitancy. There is, like I say, there are very few who are bold and risk averse. And I think I was one of those, but it still needed that push from my GM because I was in a comfort zone. I was excelling. I had won a couple of awards in the hotel and I thought, well, I'm just the top of the line kind of person. And I was hesitant to start at the bottom again, but that's how the journey goes. And if we don't take that chance, it's hard. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, tell us about your current role. You're um, at Microsoft. You're, you know, you're in the corporate real estate role there as the senior portfolio manager in India. I believe that's your area. Um, but you also lead diversity and inclusion for the organization in Asia. So let's first start with your role there. And what is what is it about this position that uh, you love? And, and how did you end up at Microsoft? Really strange story. It's hard to believe how I landed up in um, Microsoft. I was working with another multinational and I get a call from a headhunter one day. Uh, are you interested in moving? And Penny, as I am, I said, no, no. I'm not interested in moving and said, there's a a huge opportunity at Microsoft. I said, hey, kiddo, I'm not a technology person. And they said, no, it's not a technology role. It's a real estate role. I said, do you know, please don't disturb me. I'm not interested. This headhunter hounded me for a week, Wendy. And finally, I said, "Okay." So can you come for the interview tomorrow? And he said, I don't know anything about it. Please, can you at least give me some insight? And, you know, the sedanta was pretty cheeky, actually. Said, well, go on the net and read up about Microsoft. Who doesn't know about Microsoft? And I said, oh, wow. That kept me awake at night, honestly. I'll be honest with you, Wendy. And I next day went for my interview, which, of course, was brilliant. And, of course, I knew what Microsoft was all about. And I just think I was blessed to get the opportunity to work with such a great organization. It's brilliant. And what I really 
do today is over the years, this is my, uh, I'm getting into my 10th year in Microsoft, but my role is managing an operations of Pan India for the sales and marketing group. And I have part of engineering. I build new spaces for our um, business. I create magic, as I say, because I feel if you're happy in your workplace, you will be 200% productive. Otherwise, you're lost if you just have to go to a desk and a chair and really mix it up and see what can I deliver. My latest project, I sort of took the inspiration from the Taj Mahal, a wonder of the world. And let me share, when I shared my thought with the CEO of the architect company, he fell off his chair. He said, are you crazy? You want to build a Taj? And I said, I am not saying I want to build a Taj. I want the inspiration, how beautiful it is. And really, Wendy, I wish the world opens up and I would invite you to see this magical space that I have created for the workers. I love you saying that you create magic because this goes back to some of the things you said earlier, which is you go beyond the boundaries and you're bold. And that shows that you believe in the possibilities. Like I said, I had a brilliant, brilliant manager who stood by me when I told him I want to uh, take inspiration from the Taj. He said, go for it. And I still remember that when I was presenting to him, he was so curious. He said, why did you do this? Why did you do that? And I gave him reasons. And he said, I just love you, Penny. Just go for it. And there were a lot of people who didn't have that faith, Wendy, to be honest. You're very, very fortunate. Um because there aren't a lot of bosses that uh, I think are that, you know, I trust you, I have faith in you, and you're wonderful, go for it. But those are some magical words to me. To put the nail on the head, today's leaders are insecure that, oh, someone else may do something better. And I think I flip the coin always. I want to hire people who are better than me so that I can learn and create a team or develop a team, you know, which is got multiple skills that they can bring to the table. And as a whole, just imagine what magic we could create. Well, and I think your point about um, the, the insecurity of leaders, I think one of our challenges globally in leadership is that if you don't have good leadership models like you have, uh, you don't have uh, someone to learn from and or you learn from people who don't have great skills. You're just very fortunate that you've had what you've had. And, you know, I'd love to switch gears just a little bit and talk about maybe a little bit about what do you love most about working in commercial real estate and, and you're in the corporate side. Of, so what, what is it that you love about the industry most? And it's been 10 years at Microsoft. So that's a long time. You know, I love Wendy. I love the diversity of the uh, corporate real estate. It's such a nice cocktail of things you, you can do. Do you know you have gardening and horticulture? You have cafe management where you have multiple cuisines, and I love the smell of fresh bread and bakery. Uh, then you have, do you know, a designer, the architect, the build piece to it, and then you really roll it up into how you're going to form the whole space, and then how you're going to run it and manage it from the high-end side, from, you know, the tech side of it, and then the soft services side of it. And how do you really groom those 
people to deliver that kind of service that you have created or you have imagined in your design you know it's so easy to draw the lines on paper but it's really tough to draw them and then implement them and then make sure that the op- the operations match to that then of course the opportunity of uh, do you know different business verticals because i work with different business models it could be sales it could be engineering it could be a research person so how do how my day goes do you know meeting different people and picking nuances during the day that are so valuable to me you know maybe not really in the line of corporate real estate but could be another attribute that i could add to my uh you know learning skill or implement it the next day so i think that cocktail i love i would be bored if i had to just do uh, i don't think i could do a uh coding job truly i would be bored <laughs> i'm with you penny and, I, and we don't just share the let's say last name we share this idea of um having variety right variety is the spice of life so not doing just one thing we talked about your role at microsoft we didn't talk about the dei uh, effort that you're running there and i'll just give you a quick story on when i went to the blind school in new delhi india the first time you know my heart was sort of tugging inside me and i didn't really know what are these emotions what is it that i could do and of course the director was walking me through and you know telling me all the good stuff that they do and i asked him one question i said and what do you do with all this knowledge that you're giving them you're imparting to them but what do they do with that knowledge he said that's what i need help with they don't have employability no one wants a visually impaired person i said okay go for it i will take your hire the first girl in your group and we hired her wendy in microsoft at my reception of course microsoft's brilliant organization has tools to facilitate and give the comfort and we have the apps and all the technology to support and there we broke the ice and started this um, rollout today i have close to 41 people from different ngos who are working in microsoft and i have opened the floodgates for all our partners and um, organizations i hosted an event for them i called it the lemon cooler and i hosted it and i said everybody come and I invited all the uh, corporate real estate people and i it was an example because i showed them how efficient do you know this visually impaired candidate or a neurodeficient person who was serving them in my cafe how important it was for us to have that passion and empathy and include them and that's where my journey started with uh, diversity and inclusion and today we are into the lgbtqi we support women um, uh, uh, enterprises i encourage them in the projects to employ women in labor also and i actually do you know this is not part of my job but i still do it i spend an hour when i start a new project with the women and tell them how empowered they can be if they have their own bank account and their own money 
and you know they do not have to just keep looking at the husband or the man in the family to support them or their children so it's a journey we have to all contribute to it and move forward luckily today microsoft has many tools and capabilities to support any kind of disability so we are in a good place and just need to move the needle Penny, that's an amazing story. And I, my, you know, I've always admired you, but my admiration just went through the roof because it takes one person like yourself to make that first move to show people how it can be if we just open our, our hearts and our minds to the possibility of humans serving one another in ways that we can't see when we're in that fishbowl. And I just really admire that you've you've taken this. So not just, you know, sometimes on DEI, it's all about talking about it, but not actually doing it where you started with just doing it and then showing and talking about it. You know, this can be, we can make a difference. And I think it goes back to, again, I can tell you're a very compassionate person yourself that you see uh, the need for compassion for every human being and and bringing value to their life in whatever way you can. And, and I think that's just very admirable as a leader. Yeah, Wendy, I think we all need to contribute, you know, and uh, just keep on. I always say every drop in the ocean is important. Come on, everybody can do it. It's just we don't see it. We are so caught up in the race of life. And I think the pandemic has taught us to rethink and reset ourselves. And, you know, I'm really hoping for a better future, really. I would just say um, this is, I think, a really important thing, too, is that you have changed the course of these women's lives by by doing this for them. And I agree with you, the pandemic has caused everyone to reflect and reset. And our priorities have changed our, um, um, the things that matter to us. I think if people truly reflect, and we just conducted a study about that in, 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 in three being released soon. Uh, and I think you'll see that that's similar uh, among those who took our survey as well. So, you know, and, I, and kind of going back to women, I'm speaking of women in careers, what advice would you give to other women pursuing a career in real estate? So, Wendy, my advice to the younger generation, as I would say that I probably would now qualify for the senior generation of, uh, uh, you know, in my career. Do you know, I always uh, thought that patience is not a good virtue, but it really is. Knowledge has to be the master of your career. If you know your skill well, you just need to have that little bit of patience for someone to see you and for you to start moving on the track of success and excellence. I find today's younger generation is a little too impatient. They are in a rush to get to the leadership role. Things don't happen that easily. We all have gone through the grinding mill Yes, it's easier today for women. In, our, in my time, it was really a taboo for a woman to be working. And that's another time story I'll share with you. But uh, do you know, today the world is an open place. We all need to master our skill. The minute you have that, I don't think there's anything stopping you. And 
corporate real estate is such an interesting career to have because you can excel in one or two things and really learn the other five. And do you know, you can change paths. I mean, from being a chef to being a florist to being, uh, uh, you know, analytic to being, uh, uh, you know, a great one to debate to being taking on to a conference. You can do so many diverse things. You can build spaces, you can design. I think there's no end. It's absolutely limitless opportunities anyone can have. But if you have the passion, if you don't have the passion, it's very hard to work in corporate real estate. I've seen people and I look at them and I actually tell myself, no, no, this is not good. This person is just here for the paycheck. Uh, do you know, because this service needs passion. Great observations, great advice, and great insights there. I want to wrap up with our last question here, which is that you recently joined Crew Network as an at-large member in India. And I just wanted to get from your perspective why you think it's so important to create and leverage the global connections with other women in our industry. The reason why I joined Crew is really to open my own self up, to understand women across the globe. It's not so much for networking because I think networking platforms are so many, but it's about learning about individuals, their culture, how are they thinking? And in today's time, the Gen Z, as we say, really need us to be relevant in anything that we do. We can't be lost in old times and say, well, that was the method we did. Or I only live in India, so this is my culture. No, the world is too small a place. You can get from one corner to the other in 20 hours, if not less. And we need to learn about each other. We need to understand how things are happening in a different part of the world, in developing nations, in highly developed countries, in really, uh, do you know, what are the constraints in some of the regions? Uh, do you know, how can we learn from that and really improve each other, help each other, guide each other, and as I say, take the last girl in the line up the ladder with us. What you just said has really just struck me so deeply. I just really have enjoyed talking with you and I might even have to write a blog post about this. I've loved it so much. So thank you for being with us on Crewcast. Thank you for sharing uh, your journey and your insights and wisdom. And we look forward to seeing you one day when the, earth, the world opens up again. Thank you so much, Wendy. And I really appreciate your time. And I am looking forward to contributing in any way to crew in whatever manner you want me to. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.